Welcome to this week's edition of the Psychology of Success podcast. This week I interview Brent Bone. Brent is the owner of 43 McDonald's franchises in Las Vegas and Phoenix. And I had the opportunity to go down to Vegas to his office to interview him. And it was a great experience. And one thing that really stood out to me is as we walked into his office building, um, I noticed that he was super humble and he went into every single room and checked on his employees because he was gone that morning with different things, running errands around town. But he went into each room and checked and just chatted with each one of his employees and treated them like his equal, even though he's the owner of all these McDonald restaurants. He's one of the most humble men I know and I've ever met. And so I think you guys will really enjoy this episode. I learned a lot from him and let's jump right into it. Okay, welcome to the podcast, Brent. Appreciate yeah, you thanks, being on. Thanks for having me. So tell me about McDonald's and how you got into that business. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a long story, but it's, I think it's kind of an entertaining one. Um, in that, so I, uh, I married my wife. I, I, was at, I was living in South Florida, in West Palm Beach, and I married my wife. And, and then as a way to get to know my father-in-law, he was in the McDonald's business. So as a way to get to know him, I would go on the weekends and we'd go and shop his restaurant. So we'd go through the drive-through, we'd check and make sure that they were smiling, that they were mm-hmm. that they were as fast as they needed to be, that the sandwich tasted the way it needed to, and they did all the things that they were supposed to do. The store was clean, and I would actually sit in the passenger seat and then fill out this little form, you know, that, and they'd get points and they'd get graded on how they did. And uh, so we'd go and shop these restaurants on Saturday mornings, and then I would... And then after that, we'd go play golf together. And that was just my way to get to yeah. know him and spend some time with him mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't know him really well when my wife and I got married. And, uh, and so that's what I did. And, and then as I started doing that more and more with him, I'm just like, man, this McDonald's thing can't be this hard. I can't believe they don't get it perfect every single time. And so obviously I was wrong in that. It's a little more difficult than you think. But, and I started looking at that. And then he started talking to me about some of the money you can make at McDonald's. I'm like, hey, I want to go do this, you know. So I left my other job and went to work for him as a manager trainee, uh, took a big pay cut and uh, because I, you know, I, I said, well, this is how much money I make. And he's like, well, that's not what I pay restaurant manager trainees. You're going to have to be, this is what Start I pay people. If you want to come work for me, this is what you're going to have to make. And I was just like, whoa. You know, I swallowed really hard, uh, sat down with my wife and, and, and said, hey, if I go do this, you know, we're gonna to have to take a hit to our what I make, but mm-hmm. I think the long term is gonna be there for us. And and she said, you know, I support you, whatever. And so I took the plunge, jumped right in, and went to work and tried to learn how to how to be a a, yeah. a good McDonald's um, restaurant manager. And I think that you know the thing that was really great about that was that I really did have to start at the bottom. I had to learn everything, and it really allowed me to be a better leader as my career progressed and as I moved forward. I always knew, like, I got into it because I wanted to own restaurants, so it wasn't like I got into it and, hey, I want to be a restaurant manager the rest of my life. You know, I knew I wanted to own restaurants, and so my, my trajectory, my path was all about go get the best results possible because I knew if I did that, I would be promoted, I'd get moved up, and I could make more money that way. And exactly. because I was started at such a deficit from a financial standpoint, I was making so much less than I was used to making, 
I knew that uh, I needed to make that happen quick because I couldn't I couldn't survive long term the way I want the lifestyle that I wanted to live and what I wanted to do if I didn't if I didn't go make that happen quickly and so jumped right in uh, tried to be a great restaurant manager and and then moved up from there and got promoted and got approved to be uh, in McDonald's and that's it wow yeah so what was the process like getting approved from McDonald's. Well, so they have a whole criteria, right? But b- before you can even enter into the program, obviously I had to have good results in my um, in in what I was in the, my existing field. Like uh, when I was running a restaurant, and even after that, I became a supervisor where I was over five restaurants or whatever, and I had store managers that were reporting to me. Mm-hmm. But you had to be good at that. You had to do a great job at that before they they didn't even entertain you getting to the program and then once you do that there's a, a financial you know uh thing you go through obviously they look at your results and and how well you lead people and then there's some classes that they make you take and making things they make you do that's you hamburger through. university yeah that's hamburger university so i'm a graduate of hamburger university <laughs> I'm a, i have a, a degree in hamburgerology so uh one of the one of the few in the country i guess no there's not actually there's a lot of people but but it's uh it's you know it's a good class it teaches you team building stuff it teaches you leadership um, it's not really McDonald's specific, but it's about just more team building. So anyway, I, I did that. and uh, But there was other classes. that If you were going to be an owner, there were other classes you had to take as well. So I did those. Mm-hmm. And then just a lot of training and and, uh, and mostly just, you know, they looked at your results and whether or not you could lead people. And, and that's kind of what we went through. So I got approved and uh, through that process. So it was, it was, um, it took longer than I thought, but it was, it was also a good thing. To, to go through uh-huh. it was, but it was it wasn't easy oh yeah. yeah did you go to college throughout that point or was it just so I'm a college dropout I'm actually going to school right now to finish because I have five children and it's important for me to set a good example for them not that I think that every single person needs to go through college but it's something that I quit and I, I I'm disappointed myself that I quit that I that, that I quit it it'd be different if I made a a conscious decision to leave college because I had another opportunity that that I felt like was the right thing. You know, it would be different uh-huh. if that were the case. But in all reality, it was something that I that I that I quit, and I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a quitter. I want to go finish that, and so I'm going to school right now um, online and and trying to finish that whole up uh, that whole thing up because I want to set a good example for them and uh, and really you know. Um, do that. Uh, I wish that if I got a degree, I'd make more money, <laughs> but I won't. Yeah. But it's just, uh, but it's just mostly for me. And yeah. I wanted to well, finish that, that and takes show a good a, example. That takes a great man for someone to do that. I want to acknowledge you for that because, you know, with the position you're in right now, you own 43 McDonald's. Yeah, right? 43. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think many people would think about going back to school to set an example for their, for their children. So I want to acknowledge you for that and that's well, that's well, pretty cool yeah. well thank you you know it's something that i've wanted to do for a long time and um and i think the stars aligned for me to allow me to do it i uh and so it's been good um it's it's hard though it's a lot harder than i remembered school being you know when i was a student in college i was going to i went to uvsc back before it turned into uvu but i went there okay. and then i transferred to byu and when you're a full-time student it's easy it's easier at least to stay focused on your classes stay focused on your grades because that's what you're doing but when you're trying to run a business and multiple businesses at this point for me and trying to fit in time for school and then plus I've afforded myself a lifestyle where I like to play golf and travel and do all those other things 
it's 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 really difficult to plan and 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 make sure that you set aside time for all those things but Mm -hmm. you know you have to really focus on what's important to you and sometimes you have to sacrifice the golf game a little bit for the for the education yeah yeah that's good so how have you grown from one restaurant to 43 restaurants well so i and and i didn't really when i when I got approved to be a McDonald's owner operator, I was ready to go off and buy my own restaurants. My father-in-law came to me and said, Hey, I like the way you do business. I like how you are as a business person. I want you to stay here and I want you to be my partner. And, and so I had to wait a little while because he had a partner at the time and he was trying to buy him out and all this other stuff. So fortunately for me, when him and I became partners, I bought into his organization that he had already. And we had 16 restaurants at the time. This is in Florida? This was in Florida, yeah. We had 16 restaurants at the time. And so I bought into those 16 restaurants. So I became a partner in that business um, of of 16 restaurants. So uh, that was kind of my transition. So I didn't start with one. I started with 16. But I didn't own all of it. I mean, obviously, he owned his portion. I owned mine. I think it was 75, 25 at that point. And and so that was the way ours was structured. And I owned 25% of the business and, and bought in that way. And okay. so, uh, so technically, I guess I, if you did the math, I'd owned four restaurants when I first got in. Mm-hmm. And then I've just kind of grown that up over time and, and, um, and took advantage of a, a move to, to Las Vegas uh, about five years, almost five years ago now. So what was the market like when you got here? With you know, uh, there was some opportunity, right? It, and that was part of what made the deal attractive to us is we viewed that Vegas as an opportunity market. Um, it wasn't. When we looked at the way the restaurants were running versus the way we ran restaurants, we saw opportunity in them. Um, and uh, we were able to buy restaurants from two gentlemen who were retiring and getting out of the business. They were great operators. They did, they did good things, but they, you know, they were at the end of their career, which I'm sure when I'm at the end of my career, I hope that I can be running great restaurants still, but I'm sure there's some human nature that takes over a little bit. Mm-hmm. But so we viewed opportunity there. And so we, we, we made the, the difficult, but somewhat easy decision to, I mean, it was difficult because we had to leave where it was home, but it was easy because it just made too much sense from a financial standpoint to make the move. And so we, uh, mm-hmm. we, we made the move and um, packed up. We had 20 people that came with, with us from Florida out here across wow. the country, which was really, uh, I think, a testament to the way we run restaurants and the way we run our organization. Because yeah. I didn't think, I thought we'd get like five or six, you know, but we had 20 people and we even had some people we had to tell no and kind of turn away because we had to leave some people there to run those restaurants there in Florida for the people that were buying those. But so it was a great, you know, it was, it was, it was super humbling to have that many people come with us, but it's been successful. It's been a great move. Um, and we, you know, we enjoy Las Vegas and uh, we've actually expanded into Phoenix. Now we have six restaurants down in Phoenix as well. And so we're in two different markets. We're one of the few operators in the country that are in two different markets. Hmm. And so it's been fun to, um, you know, to navigate that and have yeah, a remote place that we're dealing with. So, so how many restaurants are in Vegas? So 37, 37 in Las Vegas. Vegas, and then we have six down in Phoenix, so a total of 43. So do you own the rights to all of Vegas? Or are there no, rights? so that's not the way McDonald's works. They don't, they don't have, like, territory rights. Okay. Um, basically, what we look to be is we have a review every 18 months with McDonald's, and they tell us at that point that we're eligible for growth and rewrite, which is a big deal. Like, we want to be eligible for that. And, um, and so once that happens, then if there's a new restaurant that comes available, there's new things that come uh, into the market, we're eligible to be considered for that. And so then what happens is McDonald's looks at, if they're building a new restaurant, they'll look at operator A, operator B, 
and say, okay, this person, you know, has better measurables. This person has better financials, whatever it is. And then they'll figure mm-hmm. out who's the best person and they'll, they'll award a new restaurant that way. Okay. What, one, one of the ways we've grown since we've got here is acquiring restaurants from people that are retiring or getting out of the business. And so when that happens, they can just negotiate a contract with you. And so okay. we just negotiate a contract with an operator who's getting out. We buy the restaurants and we take over and they leave and kind of deal. So that's how we've grown some. And then we've had some new growth as well. Hmm. So when I hear 43 restaurants, I get overwhelmed at just the thought of trying to manage all of it. Yeah. How does that feel for you? How do you manage that? You know, uh, I, I'll say at this point, I have a fabulous team, but that, that didn't happen by accident. It's very calculated. You know, my father-in-law, um, one of the things I've always appreciated about him is that he is, he's instilled a culture in our organization and start, even when I started working for him 18 years ago, that really focused on people development. You know, one of the things that we try to do in our organization is make sure that every single person that works for us, including the maintenance guy who's cleaning tables and taking out trash, has an individual development plan. There's something that they're working on to move their career forward. And so when I sit down with my restaurant managers and supervisors and, and we do performance reviews and talk about them, one of the things that I try to stress with them is, and, and try to, and, and, and really make sure happens for them is what are, what can we do to help you move forward in your life and career? And it doesn't always have to be McDonald's based. I mean, there's people that I've had that work for me that want to learn English. They want to do a better job at English or they might, you know, they, they might need some help with their finances because they're terrible at finances. They can't keep them up with their bills. And so we try to make sure that we have an individual development plan for every single person. And because of that, we've been able to create some real leaders over time and been able to invest in our people, invest in their development and making them better. And as that happens, then, you know, they, they're ready for more opportunities. And so we can come and buy a market like we did here in Las Vegas. And we have people that are ready to step in to fulfill the roles that we need and to grow that business. And uh, that, that, that's, that's really something that I've tried to maintain. And I think we've done a pretty good job of maintaining over the years. It's just a real sense of uh, development of people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Ray Kroc said many years ago uh, that we're, we're in the people business. We just happen to sell hamburgers. And it, that truly is what we're about, especially in our organization, is we're about people. And uh, if you, in our office here that we're in today, if you walk the halls, there used to be, when we bought this building, we bought it from the guy who owned the restaurants before. And there were all these nice art pictures and things like that up on the walls. We came in, we pulled them all down. And now if you walk the halls now, we have pictures of our people working in the, in the restaurants. Hmm. And we, we showcase them uh, because they're what makes it happen. You know, if I, I could be, I think I, back when I was a restaurant manager, and even a supervisor, I thought I was pretty dang good, right? I thought I ran a really good restaurant. But if I were to go to work and show up and no one came to work, make French fries and nobody came to make meat, it doesn't matter how great a restaurant manager I am, I'm not gonna be able to deliver for that customer. Exactly. And so I need those guys, I need those people. And, and they need, you know, we need each other. And so it's just really important that we invest in them and make sure that they're getting developed, that they're moving forward in their career. And if they do that, then, then they're gonna be able to, to have it's going to allow us to grow because we got people that can step in and be the next restaurant manager. We got people that can step in and be the next supervisor. I mean, one of our our kind of goals we have forty three restaurants, but we want to have every time we have a store manager position come available, we want to have ten candidates that we're choosing from. 
10 people that are ready to be restaurant managers that are ready to go in and run this multi-million dollar business for us. That's important to us. And, uh, and so we, we try to make sure that in our conversations as a leadership team, when I talk to my director of operations and, and my partners in the business, I say, hey, give me a rundown of who our next candidates are. And they run them down. They tell these are our strengths, these are our weaknesses. And we talk about what their opportunities are and how we can sure those up so that when they get that opportunity to be a restaurant manager, they're ready to hit the ground running and go make us, make us all a lot of money. Yeah? Yeah. That's great. What's your vision for your company moving forward? You know, uh, so uh, we, we want to grow, for, we want to expand for opportunity. I mean, I want my people to always feel like that work, that work with me and for me, that, that every, any opportunity that they want in, in this business, we can provide for them. And so if that, if, that, if that gives us, an, if that means we got to run 100 restaurants so that everyone that wants to be a, a supervisor can be a supervisor and everyone that wants to be a director of operations can be a director of operations, we're going to do it. Um, we're going to continue to run an organization that, is, that runs at such a level that we can continue to grow so that people can have opportunities in our organization. If I ever get to the point where I'm just like, oh, I'm content with the 43 restaurants I have, I don't care, I don't want to make it, you know, then I, I need to get out of the business because someone wants to drive that to the next level. Somebody wants to take that even further. Mm-hmm. And the good news is, is right now I still want to do that. I still want to provide those opportunities for people and then let them, you know, go and take advantage of it. Um, one of the things that I tell my people is that we don't promote anybody in our organization. People promote themselves. Uh, I've never come in and said, you're promoted, we're going to make you a restaurant manager. They promote themselves because of the work they've done, what they've accomplished, that they're ready to go be a, a restaurant manager, and they go make that happen for themselves. And so mm-hmm. I want to make sure that there's enough opportunities for that, and you know, the sky's the limit, so to speak. Is if, you know, we've got to continue to be sharp. We have to run great restaurants so that we can provide those opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of your greatest failures, and what did they teach you? Well... That's a tough question. Um, I've had I've had plenty of business failures. I can tell you, you know, when you get when you when I started to uh, when I started to make a little money in McDonald's, I um, I went and tried to invest in some other things because I thought yeah. that's what I was supposed to do, and I didn't vet the businesses as, as well as I should. What do you um, mean by vet? Oh, I didn't I didn't look you know didn't do my due diligence on them. I didn't look through and say what's the business opportunity, you know what what's numbers, all what's how's my return going to come. You know what are the operations behind it? You know, and I was more intrigued with what the return, the potential return could be, okay. instead of what was, what were the, what was the character of the business? What was going to make it long term? What was going to make sure that it was taken care of? And I think that early, especially early on, I didn't focus enough on the customer and other business ventures, and I needed to focus more on the customer, because if you, the one thing I've learned at McDonald's is if you focus, if we focus on the the customer and making sure the customer's happy, the sales and profits will always be there. And, um, and I think that that's one of the biggest things that my failures in business particularly have taught me is that we have to focus on the customer. And if we do that, um, and every, you know, if we look at every single program we're trying to implement, whether it's in the pest control, whether it's in this or whatever, in McDonald's, if we focus on how does this impact the customer, are they going to be happy with this on the backside? Then, it, typically, we're going to lead. We're going to end up in a good place. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned pest control, and for yeah. the listeners that don't know, 
um, what's Anthem and how did you start that? How did you get into So that? I got approached about Anthem a while, uh, a few years ago, about four, uh, almost four years ago now. Um, and uh, I, I, I went and partnered with some, some great individuals um, and they are growing the business wildly. And so Anthem's a, a pest control company. We have door-to-door sales guys that go out every summer and sell. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they're, uh, they're building that and they're doing a great job. I got some, some fabulous partners in Jake and Mitch and Ben. And for the listeners that don't know, Mitch Matthews. Yeah, Mitch Matthews. Yeah, Jake so. Peden and uh, Ben Morgan. Great, great individuals that work really, really hard and are uh, dedicated to growing our business. And, and I, I'm appreciative of them. They've taught me that they've taught me a ton, and I, I think I've hopefully taught them a little bit as well. But you know, it's been a good it's been a good venture. We've enjoyed growing the business, and uh, and you know, it's it's been fun to watch that whole process and be a part of it. And um, you know, good things are to come at Anthem. That's for yeah. sure. Oh, so. yeah. yeah, I see the new building you guys are. Yeah, we got a new building that uh, is coming up. Um, it's going to be a great place for students up there in the you know the Utah County Salt Lake area that uh, that are up there that. You know that are going to sell for us. That they can go and they can work out. They can they can study um, whatever they need to do. It's going to be a, a great place for them. Yeah. We're excited about that and, and the opportunity that that provides for recruiting and and, and mostly just a, a place for our people and to, to really you know recharge so yeah. to speak. So. so what other investments have you made? You know uh, some. Some real estate. Um, I have a few other little businesses that I invest in as well. Okay. I have a tech, you know, a tech company that I've invested some money in. Um, that uh, has been fun. You know, I, I don't know a lot about that, but I invested in it because I saw, you know, what it provided for the customer, and I enjoyed that quite a bit. It's a company called Ben Pixels. Ben um, Pixels. And so, you know, I don't do a lot with that day to day, but I do was able to invest in that. You know, participate in some strategic stuff here and there, but it's been a fun, fun company. It's a YouTube-based uh, monetization company, which is a lot of fun. Mm. Some talent management stuff, um, and then uh, you know, other supplement. We we'll have a supplement company or two that I what that company? invested in. What uh, uh, Rocktomic and Rocktomic. Supplement Pass are the two that cool. I invested in. I just interviewed the owner of Bucked Up. You know, oh, Ryan yeah. Gardner. Yeah. yeah. North, I'm familiar so. with him. I don't know him. I mean, I've, I've heard of him, but I don't yeah. know him. So yeah. invested in that as well. So it's been fun. Those have been fun businesses and things to uh, to to invest in and just provide strategic planning with. I mean, none of them take any of my real time day to day, but that's good. Uh, yeah. They're 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 enjoyable to you know get in and poke around in. Yeah, and, and watch them grow. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the key. So how is real estate going? That's a major goal of mine is to get into real estate when I'm older. Yeah, so it's been a small venture for me, okay. um, mostly because I'm not as well-versed in as, as, I'm a little bit probably in your your situation where I'm trying to educate myself on what's the right direction. And I don't know for sure which way I'm going in yet, uh, but I've dabbled in it here and there, did some single family stuff for a while. Um, now I do some multifamily things. and But it's I love real estate, I think that you know, the one thing that is pretty consistent about super wealthy people is they all have real estate holdings, mm-hmm. right? Uh, this office we're in is one that I own, uh, and so that's been fun. But but uh, I, anyway, I think that that's, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking to expand my portfolio there. I'm looking to spend more time in it. I've got some great mentors and great friends that are in, that are in real estate that I pick their brain and uh, just, you know, want to find the right strategic time. But right now, probably if I had to say, I mean, obviously this this commercial space 
and then some multifamily as well. Cool. That's great. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any other questions. How have you handled this whole pandemic with all your restaurants? You know, um, it's been a super trying time uh, for, our, for my people, but also for our business. I mean, you know, we were deemed essential. Uh, and so on one hand, we're thankful for that. But also with that comes great responsibility. And uh, we had to make sure that we were being as safe as possible. You know, and initially when the pandemic started, there wasn't a lot of guidance as far as what being safe meant. You know, and so we really had to listen to our people that worked for us on what made them feel safe and uh, whether or not it was actually scientifically safe or not. We listened to them and we did everything we could. We responded with masks. I mean, before masks even were available through McDonald's, we were out procuring them and buying them and bringing them into our, our restaurants and uh, putting up shields and other things to mm-hmm. make our, our, our people feel safe. Um, you know, whether they work or not, I mean, I think that's yet to be figured out. I don't, I, nothing's too definitive yeah uh, but I do think that you know at the end of the day we wanted to invest in our people and and make sure that they understood that we were committed to doing whatever we needed to do to make them feel safe and then as as the CDC expanded the guidelines and the, the recommendations we were able to respond to those quickly and and uh, put things in place with that with and um, you know we've, we've had some limited operations a lot of our restaurants are drive-through only just to limit the exposure we do have some takeout places as well mm-hmm. where you can just take out and then we've we have opened a few lobbies but those are you know obviously we're, we're super sensitive to uh contact and making sure that we keep this social distancing in place and all that stuff so it's been a it's been a challenge but you know we've grown because of it and i think that the community and our customer base has seen mcdonald's and how they respond and and how how much we care about our customers and our crew people that in such a way that I, I really think that um, overall we're, we're, we're getting some good grades from our customers and I think people are, yeah. are happy with our level of, of response to this um, and you know President Trump asked McDonald's to stay open and uh, because I think that we really did truly provide a service and we're able to feed, we're able to feed a lot of people and so we were able to do that and it's been it's been fun. It's been, I mean, but it's been super challenging, you know. Um, but I think we're on the backside of that, hopefully, and we'll see sales grow and profits hopefully start to grow. But it was a, it was a, it was a rough couple of months, yeah. that's for sure. Uh-huh. So if we could hop in a time machine right now and go to any point in your life, where would you go and what would you say to yourself if you could tell yourself anything? You know, I probably made, um, I probably made a lot of mistakes um, in my early 20s you know uh, I served a mission I came home um, and financially I was actually doing decent for a turn missionary at the time and uh, I made some mistakes then and uh, I would like to go back to that that person and invest more in myself and my education um, and and uh, but that being said I think that we learn from every failure opportunity we have mm-hmm. and I'm not sure I'd want to necessarily go back but I guess if, I, if given the opportunity that would be the time that I would want to go back to because I think at that point I was I was willing to learn I was willing to do do things I just didn't know which direction to go in and uh, and so I think that that would be the time I would I would want to go back but that being said I think those years shaped me and uh, taught me some hard lessons um, about about credit about uh, understanding finances 
and uh, how all that mm-hmm. worked. And so it was, uh, it was a good, it was a good school of hard knocks, so to speak, to go yeah. through. Um, you know, and and that's one of the things that I try to help people with. That ask me is, is you know, this is what I learned, and I've been there. I've made stupid mistakes. I've had collectors calling me for credit problems and things like that. I've had, uh, and I was making good money. I just made stupid financial decisions, and so I think that that's a time that I wish I would could go back and see where see where it would have catapulted me from a trajectory standpoint um, into my future. But mm-hmm. anyway. So last question, you can prescribe anything to the entire world and they have to do it for 30 days. What do you tell them to do? You know, I've always, I've always, uh, I tell my children and that the biggest thing that I want them to, um, to make sure that they do, as I said, you know, when you go to your 20 year high school reunion, when you go to your 30 year high school reunion, that I want everyone in your class to say, you know what, that, that, that bone kid was the nicest person and they treated me so well. Um, and I think that if I could honestly just do one thing is I just wish we'd all love each other and be a little more kind. Um, you know, I, I, you, you get so much further in life by supporting each other, by being understanding of people's circumstances. You don't always have to agree, but I think you have to, you have to seek to understand. Um, uh-huh. You have to assume innocence. You know, not everyone wakes up. I tell, my, I tell my crew people and my managers all the time, nobody wakes up at the beginning of the day and says, hey, I want to go do a bad job today. I think everyone leaves. They come to McDonald's or they come to one of our other businesses, but particularly McDonald's, they come in and they want to do a good job. It's our job to, to help, them, help bring that out of them and to lead them in such a way that they can go and execute that. And uh, I think that kindness is the biggest thing. So if I could prescribe one thing, it'd be for the whole world to just be kind to each other, be thoughtful of each other, um, to look, assume innocence in each other and try to help each, help each other move forward because I, we accomplish a lot more when we're moving together than we do apart, that's for sure. So, um, you know, I've learned a lot in, in my time in McDonald's and in business. When I was a restaurant manager, when I, before I became a restaurant manager, I had um, another business that I owned or part of, but I learned more about be, business, being a restaurant manager at McDonald's, than I ever learned anywhere else. And I owned another business before I got into it, uh, because it just you know you have to wear so many hats. You know you got to manage an inventory, you got to yeah. run the operations, you have to be, do HR stuff. You know you just learn so much by doing that. Um, that it's one of the most most uh, thankful times in my life that I had that opportunity that it's really allowed me as I look at other business opportunities and as I look to grow this existing business that I'm in I know what screens to look for uh, in most cases I know what screens to look for and what things are important if, for a successful business mm-hmm. and that's what I try to try to bring into that investment fund.